I'm joined on the upcoming podcast by Raheel Ramzanali and James H. Williams talking about Texas fleeing the Big 12 for the riches of the SEC and what the fallout might be for some of the other Power 5 conferences, specifically the Pac-12 and the Big 10. So some college football talk with Raheel, James, and myself coming up next. Very special panel today. Football starting at the end of the month. So we're we're into August, believe it or not. College football coming up. And I have two very esteemed guests with me um, from Houston, Texas. Raheel Ramzanali, he's an alumnus of the University of Texas. He was once billed as the Kanye of Sports Talk. I'm going to make you the Riz Ahmed of Sports Talk, Raheel, because <laughs> eventually that guy's going to play somebody from Texas and he will come to you to be his dialogue coach. But I, I uh, hope so. <laughs> very accomplished talk show host for ESPN in Houston, a TV reporter, on-field reporter for the Houston Roughnecks. That's the most impressive thing for me. And uh, James Williams from the Southern California News Group. I know James going way back. He was the guy right. I would need to send my high school football highlights to. Yeah, right. And then mm-hmm. I go to I go to the Rose Bowl and Poly Pavilion, all of a sudden he's covering <laughs> UCLA now. And so he gives it the heat regardless of where he is, whether he's covering, you know, mm-hmm. a high school game where there's 20 people or whether he's in mm-hmm. front of a packed Rose Bowl, he is giving the same dedication. And James, it's great to have you. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Hey, if there's a ball in play, I, I'm, I'm trying to be there. Wherever the ball's moving, I, that's where I want to be. And I love you repping the IE there with the hat. I'm, I, I got thrown into the IE mix about probably right when we met. And it's been about, I've been okay. out here about eight years now. I, I went to okay. Downey High, so still love Downey. Okay, still, got Downey, all right. Got the Downey color on, on the chair here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so repping Downey High as well. Uh, there was just a concert at the, I think, the Hollywood Bowl, and mm-hmm. Dave Allen of the Blasters played, and they're mm-hmm. they're they're Downey guys. They're from they're from Downey. There you go. All right, there you go. all right, gentlemen, you're both very well versed in the world of, of collegiate athletics. So, mm-hmm. Raheel, we're going to start with you. Okay, break it down for me. Texas to the SEC. Was this the worst kept secret in college athletics? Because there were all these denials, and now it's happening. And obviously, there's. There's some hurdles now to be cleared because the deal is to for 2024, but is the Big 12 going to keep them around for three years when they know the Longhorns are going to the SEC? It was the best kept secret in college football because okay. according to all reports, they had been negotiating this for the last six months. And it finally came out on that fateful day when the Texas A&M Aggies were speaking at SEC Media Day. And that's how it all broke that one day. It was one of the funniest days I've ever seen because A&M is denying it. They're like, there's no way. No, why would they do that? Why would the SEC, all that stuff? It turns out the SEC went behind their back and was doing this anyways, right? Um, my initial reactions to this, I just want to get my personal opinion in real quickly. Yeah. Hold on, um, don't take as much time as you want. Yeah, so as, a, as somebody who graduated from the University of Texas, who's known the Big 12, right? Because I was there from 2003 to about 2007. So I'm a Big 12 kid, okay? I don't all, all the other conferences before, I know there's more legendary conferences and rivalries and all that, but I'm a Big 12 kid. And I've seen what the Big 12 has done for Texas and how they bent over backwards to make sure Texas is happy with the Longhorn Network acquisition and making sure it was all about them. They even said, all right, Texas A&M, leave. We, we don't need you here. It's not a big deal. You can go to the SEC. So they gave Texas everything. And I think there is a duty when you are one of the biggest schools, the biggest revenue generator in the Big 12, you owe it to the other schools to keep that conference alive. 
you know, like I get it. Cash is all it's it's cash rules everything around me. And we have to honor that. Right. Shout out to the woo. We have to do that. Right. But I think you do owe the other schools a responsibility of making sure that conference stays alive because they did everything to keep you happy. Now, that was my initial reaction. And then the more we learned about this, where the SEC has this master plan of creating this super league. Then I shifted and I said, well, you might as well get in right now because it seems like this is what's going to happen. You don't want to be left outside looking in. Right. So uh, I get why Texas did it. I'm still not happy with it, uh, but you have to do it. So I understand. Um, I guess the, the, the pertinent question is I understand why Texas did it. Now, there was a few years ago when there was that last rumble of realignment where Texas and some schools in the, their, in the current Big 12 nearly became members of what would have eventually been the Pac-16. The Pac-10 was going to add six schools in what was the current uh, uh, Big 12, and they were going to kind of create that, that super conference, right? And this was, I mean, Larry Scott had just taken over, so could you imagine how his narrative changes if he was the guy that would have <laughs> bought the Longhorns to the Pac-10? Everything, everything changes. And there was, you know, I think T. Boone Pickens was involved, a little ESPN money was involved, and the, you know, the deep pockets of the Texas lawmakers who did not want to see the Longhorns go to the Pac-12 kind of all conspired. Because now, you know, now obviously hindsight's 2020. You're reading a lot of this revisionist history, but apparently it was more or less a done deal. The Texas and those schools were going to go and join the Pac-12 and some last minute maneuvering. You know, as we know, if you've watched any of those Texas based soap operas, you know how that works uh, in the Lone Star State. Um, but I, I want to talk to you, you. know, I know you're an alum. That's why I, I invited you on. But I want to talk about the rival, the, the Sooners. Did Oklahoma need to leave the, the Big 12? They've been doing pretty well in the Big 12. They don't need to leave it. But if Texas left without them, let's say there was some back dealings with the Pac-12. What if Texas was like, okay, you know what? We hear the rumblings that the SEC is going to try to, you know, pick away some schools and they might not want us. So what if we go to the Pac-12, right? What if that works out now? And Oklahoma, if they found out, they're like, whoa, 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 wait. If you leave us, then where does that leave Oklahoma, right? Because without Texas, Oklahoma can't sustain the Big 12. I'm sorry. I get it. They're successful on the field. They're an incredible football program, but they're just not a big enough name and school to keep that conference alive. Now, I know I sound like an arrogant Longhorn fan. I'm sorry, (laughs) but it it, it is what it is when it comes to the Texas brand. Right. And I think Oklahoma was like, hey, man, if you guys are going to if you guys are thinking about this, we want to pair up with you because we want out as well, because the the Big 12 is done then as soon as Texas leaves. So I think it was a smart maneuver by them. And they're just a few years ahead in terms of being, you know, football capable and ready to be in the SEC. So they have a they have a leg up on Texas when in terms of being football ready whenever this move happens. James Williams, I want to bring you in because Mm -hmm. a lot has happened in the last 24 to 48 hours. Okay, so we had read every sports media source on the net had dropped this. Uh, uh, Klevikoff, George Klevikoff, the new commissioner of the Pac-12, meeting with Bob Bowlesby, who's the commissioner of the Big 12, discussing either a schedule, interlocking schedule, conference right. merger, and merger was used a lot. But today, the LA Times came out with a piece, and it was, I want to give them credit, Jay, Jay Brady McCullough and Ryan Karchi mm-hmm. wrote this piece yeah. together, that more than likely that was leaked by the Big 12. You know, and, <laughs> and, and uh, Klevikoff comes out and says, hey, right. we're going to meet with anybody. Um, and I guess the conclusion of this article was that, you know, Pac-12, Big 12, whatever they can work out, 
ultimately the fortunes of these leagues, both these leagues, might rest potentially with the Big Ten and what the Big Ten decides to right. do. Give me your insight from a from a Pac-12 perspective. So hearing what our esteemed colleague from Houston has told us, where does the Pac-12 go? Does a Pac-12 need to now go and maybe try to pick off some pieces from the Big 12? Or what? What? what's in motion for them, uh, James? From what I remember, and this was maybe, I guess, two weeks ago now at Pac-12 Media Day, they said they weren't talking to anybody. They weren't looking into anything regarding expansion or bringing teams in, right? But if, if, if as we just heard, I mean, who knows what these teams and these ADs and everyone else, what they're really doing, right? Um, it's interesting. I, I think I was listening to um, ESPNU Radio on the way home, and they were talking about, oh, West Virginia coming to the Pac-12 and just different things like that. And I was like, what do you guys, like, every, no one has a right answer. And everyone's just throwing stuff out, right? I don't think we'll ever really know. Um, you know, I heard, you know, we're going to do this super conference and we're going to pull USC and UCLA out of the Pac-12. And I'm like, what? And I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who's coming in and who's coming out. But it does seem like the, whatever is left of the, of the Big 12, whatever the Big 10 does, and whatever the Pac-12 do, they're kind of all have to kind of hold hands and try to make something work, right? I, I would, mm -hmm. I would think because if not, we're gonna end up with four super conferences or something anyway. So get in where you. It, it goes back to, to like the thing with Texas and Oklahoma, right? You you get in while you're invited before you're left out of the picture and knocking on the door wanting to get in. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, do, are are we gonna lose teams? Are we going to lose teams that bring other teams in? What, like, I, I, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Who do you get rid of? Oregon State? I don't like it. it, it it's it's weird. I, I think the the biggest thing is, and you mentioned Larry Scott earlier, right? Um, you know, whatever mess he could have, have, have further have made any more. You know, things were just messy on his way out the door as it was. But right, um, right. you know, you got the new you got the new commissioner in. Um, he, he's going to sit down with everybody, listen, just see what's going on and get a feel for everything. I mean, your, your, your first, uh, has it been two months yet? You, you get thrown right into, <laughs> into some history making stuff. Right. So, um, there's some pressure there. And if I'm him, I'm you listen, listen to everything, explore your options, whether you're bringing in, you're getting rid of your trimming fat, whatever you got to do, make sure you're making the right move, but you got to do something that's going to help that TV revenue come in. Because, you know, you got that Pac-12 network uh, kind of floundering around a little bit from what people are saying. No one has it. But then when their team's playing, everyone's like, why is it on the Pac-12 network? And that's exactly why, because they want you to go get it. Um, the other thing is, too, is trying to get into some different time zones. Um, as much as I personally love Pac-12 after dark games, you do need to get more eyeballs. You do need to get in front of more people. You know, the people on the East Coast, they're like, you know, and, I mean, that's always been the Pac-12 thing, right? It's like, why isn't Pac-12 any, why isn't USC any higher than 10 or 15 in the rankings? And that's because maybe the people who are in charge of these the rankings or the polls or whatever, maybe they're not watching these games. Maybe they're just catching the highlights or the re whatever the case may be. Um, it's not getting the eyeballs that the Pac-12 teams probably deserve. And I think if there's a way to get a team, maybe just outside of one of these other time zones or something, something, do something that's going to be beneficial to the Pac-12 if you are going to make a move one way or another. Yeah, the, the intriguing thing, and this is in the McCullough Karchi article that mm -hmm. was in the LA Times today, they've already talked about Kansas joining the Big Ten. So the yeah. Big Ten's at 14 teams right now. So if Kansas joins, that makes it 15. 
the logical target, according to the piece in the Times, was USC. If you could add Kansas for the basketball and USC for the football to the Big Ten, that would be huge. That would devastate the Pac-12 because even though I'm a UCLA guy, mm-hmm. the Pac-12 in football mainly, because this is all being driven by football, the Pac-12 right. is always better when USC is good at football. Yeah. When that's the right. USC is good at football, that's that's when when the Pac-12 is at or, you know the Pac-12 is at at its finest. I like that that uh, Klawakov, the 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 commissioner, that he mm-hmm. kind of has it figured. He knows he's got to do something, right? Um, but a lot of these dominoes may fall before, irrespective of what he does. You know, I was talking earlier with um, Eric Little, who's from uh, West Virginia. He covers West Virginia, and I said, you know, mm-hmm. West Virginia is one of those teams that could get left out in the cold, not because they're not valuable. Right. But because who knows what the cultural and political intentions are of these various conferences in terms of what they want. You know, now, if the Big Ten wants to go to the West Coast, that kind of screws West Virginia a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but let me, here, let me get back to you because you mentioned you're a Big 12 kid. You grew up in the Big 12. What if I'm the Pac-12, if you're talking to George, who's the Pac-12 commissioner, what schools do you think hold the most value? If I want to go that Texas mm-hmm. is gone. So you're already in the SEC. Right. I'm calling you as a consultant. If I need to pick two schools out of the Big 12 to steal for the Pac-12, what would you suggest? I would say look outside the Big 12, one, and get the (laughs) University of Houston into the Pac-12. Because you get a Houston market, you get a whole new time zone, you get what you want, and you've got a university which academically is really solid. You've got an institution that values athletics it has money behind it as well they've got a great stadium they've got a fantastic basketball program they've got great uh track and field they've got an outstanding women's athletics program as well so you've got that you've got the major metropolitan area of houston Mm -hmm. that would mean you two would get to come down here every once in a while as well and we can break bread which would be awesome right yeah i think university of houston is the number one choice i I think you you get them in absolutely because I understand. So the, let me ask you this. Yeah. Why, why didn't the why didn't the because the Big 12 now is 10 teams. Why mm-hmm. did the Big 12 never try to I was wondering oh, about the, that. Why did yeah. they not try to poach Houston? Because the politics of behind, you know, behind <laughs> all of that. Texas never wanted University of Houston in there for the same reason A&M doesn't want Texas mm-hmm. in the SEC. They don't want to compete with another school that is so close to home. So the politics behind all of that is why Houston got left out during the 2010 realignment. They should have been in the Big 12. You're right. Like, naturally, that makes so much sense. I would have loved that, right? Like, to have my uh, my school come here every other year and play Houston, uh, the trash talking would be awesome because I have so many friends that went to the University of Houston. It would have been excellent. It was the perfect fit. But because of the politics, as you guys mentioned earlier, there's going to be a lot of politicking in all of this as mm-hmm. well. As new schools are picked and others are left apart or left out of the conversation, that's why they were left out. And I think Pac-12, if they want to expand that TV market, the the a strong academic, strong athletic program, yeah. Houston's your number one choice. I think after that, you've got two different decisions to make. Are you trying to get another big market, Dallas-Fort Worth, and get TCU in there? But then you've got the other thing. I talked to Joel Anderson of Slate, who's a great college football insider. He used to write for yes. ESPN. Awesome guy. Uh, he's a TCU alum. He played uh, at TCU while Daniel Tomlinson was there. He backed him up, actually. And wow. yeah, it's really cool. Like uh, he, you know, he brought up a great point. Would the Pac-12 be okay with Texas Christian University? Like, are you okay with that? Because they haven't been. The, the BYU angle is a little different too, right? Like BYU should be in the Pac-12, correct? I was thinking in a different direction because. 
what I don't know. And James, you correct me if I'm wrong here. What I've been reading was Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. And I don't know how Stillwater and Lubbock would, you know, jive with with, you know, the Pac-12. But we do have Corvallis and Eugene, which are never going to be mistaken for uh, downtown San Francisco. But it's funny you bring up BYU because the, the, the two schools. So I figured they would bring in two Big 12 schools. The other two schools, I would think. And again, again, this is all entirely because of football. BYU and Boise State, they give them a football a football footprint, but also it's a benefit to those schools because now you in Provo and Boise, all your Olympic sports get to play the Pac-12 schools and the travel mm. becomes just a whole lot easier for both if you're going to go to a 16-team conference. The other question, and, and James chime in on this too, Baylor's in a very interesting position because the football team was good a few years, Matt Rule, when he would turn, kind of turn them into a, yeah. a bowl, legitimate mm-hmm. bowl contender. And then obviously, basketball-wise, they just won the national championship. And That's right. I don't know sure. that from a political, cultural standpoint, like we have talked about, where does ba- if, if the Pac-12, if the Big 12 implodes, where does Baylor fit? They're not coming to the Pac-12. They're not going to the SEC. What's left for them? Yeah, that's I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Does the uh, ACC um, pick them up? Does the AAC pick them up and they try to make a run at becoming the new power five? There's just so many different don- uh, uh, dominoes to fall still that I'm not sure where Baylor, you know, Baylor and Chip and Joanne Gain fall in all this, because when you sign Baylor, you do get Chip and Joanne Gain. All right. So you do get them. For all my uh, house remodeling people out there, that's what you get with them. So, well, I, I like her yeah. cooking show. Yeah, Joanna Gaines. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. But so here's my conspiracy theory. And James, tell me what you think. The mm-hmm. Mountain West needs to swoop in. You know, as the Mountain West, if they lose Boise State, now they have a little flexibility. I'd go get Kansas State. I'd go yeah. talk to Baylor. I'd talk about extending that footprint of the Mountain West, maybe with a couple of Texas schools. Now, Lubbock and Stillwater fit much better in the Mountain West than they do in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. but would Texas Tech and Oklahoma that. State want to go and play and play in, in, the, in the Mountain West? That, that would be the question that I would have. Pac-12 almost has to get into one of these Texas markets, right? Like, I mean, you, yeah. you kind of have there, – there's so many teams that would – out there that you, if, you're almost silly if you don't get one, right? I mean, th- th- that's the thing. They say it, – it, I think the commissioner – I mean, so much has changed recently, but it's, I think at yeah. Pac-12 Media Day, you know, he was he was keeping straight face saying, oh, uh, we're not looking into expanding, but, you know, we'll hear everybody out. But it's like, you almost kind of need to at this point. Yeah. You, you, the Pac-12 needs to make itself attractive, right? Because especially just from the standpoint of USC and UCLA, right? You see, um, you know, you, the potential starting quarterback at Ohio State, uh, you got uh, I'm blanking on names right now, but you got DJ in Cle- at Clemson. You have the right. Alabama Bryce. kid, Bryce Young yeah. at Alabama. Those are three SoCal guys who should be playing in SoCal, yeah. but they're not. So, so w- what is missing? What is off with staying at home? Like me personally, I would rather stay in LA than go to Alabama, just just for the area. And they can be, you know, <laughs> I mean, I've never been to Alabama, but I just don't think it would, you know. But it, the, I think that. That speaks volumes, though, maybe of, yeah. of just of how elite and how prestigious um, the Alabama program is. Right. Is that you would yeah, yeah. you would go to the middle of nowhere as far as I'm concerned. There's an old joke from an old TV show. Beverly Hills, not a two one where they joke about, you know, where can you find a good chimichanga in Alabama? Now, I have friends <laughs> in Alabama. OK, I have friends in Alabama who say who attest to me, hey, the Mexican food is actually pretty good here. The only thing is you got to drive okay. 45 minutes to find it. Right. 
So obviously, if that's what you're interested in, I mean, you know, you turn the corner in Los Angeles, no matter what right. neighborhood you're in, you can get something palpable if that's what your <laughs> that's what your vibe is. Yeah. But Raheel, I want to tell you something. I had never thought of the University of Houston coming into the mm-hmm. Pac-12. Yeah. But you right. sold me. You've sold me because it's all it's right. It's the entire it's the most, profile, yeah. right? It's the most it's natural the, fit. The, the Olympic sports, the market, and the athletics obviously, you know, are, are all involved. Mm-hmm. And here's the interesting thing, and, and you brought you bring up a great point with Joel Anderson about TCU. If you're gonna have BYU, mm-hmm. that I think kind of softens the field a little bit for it because TCU obviously brings the Dallas market. Um yeah. and I mean I'm sure SMU would be factored in there somehow. But uh, yeah, so now then, what you know, what comes of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State? They're kind of almost left on the outside looking in. Um, in our add previous conversation, yeah, add, add them it, as well. Add, add, well, add I mean, as many schools going, as you can, honestly. At this point, I mean, have, at this point, you have to. Yeah, and yeah. also I want to back up one thing. And James, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh-huh. How monumental of a misstep was Texas and Pac-12 not working out, or the Pac-12 not reaching out to Texas? Because it look, I mean, we all we know now. Texas was ready to flirt with anybody, right? Well, and, and, the, I mean, and you. T- so tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I didn't. I haven't heard anything where there was any. I don't want to say interest there, but I mean, did the, you know, for as as good of a secret as it was kept. I mean, was there any any talk or, or thought of, of, of one of those sides, either Texas or the Pac-12, reaching out? Yeah, I would say I haven't heard. I didn't yeah. hear anything about it, but well, I mean, Larry, I Larry Scott had his Larry Scott had his own problems, right? He was just trying to stay afloat. That's, yep. So how, that's how much work did he put in? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's, that's and that's part that's part of it too, though. Is Larry Scott they, and all of them they kind of had their own problem with just the the network and then and everything else. I'm the referees, for example, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, so yeah, I mean, and that might have just been part of it too. Is like they just kind of had their head down, worrying about their own problem and situation. And they couldn't even really consider yeah. looking at anything else. But no, definitely that that's a, that's a good point. I mean, why wouldn't you if, if they're willing to flirt with anybody? Pac-12, the Pac-12 Yo, is not trying to flirt with anybody. I would have I mean, ever since that, ever since the Pac-16 failure, I would have mm-hmm. still, I would have reached out to him every six months. Hey, you ready now, Texas? How do right. you get this done? <laughs> because Texas, USC, UCLA in one yeah. conference, and then of course the rise of Washington, and maybe you add a few other schools, and maybe Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma would have came over to the Pac-12. I think just it, it just wouldn't have worked, in my opinion, because of you know, look, the, Texas would have worked. Austin, it's weird. It's right. it's like California. I think they vibe naturally. Oklahoma, not so much. Okay, Oklahoma's that that cousin you don't want to be seen outside in public with. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's you know you you respect them. You're like you're part of the family, but you know I'm going out with my Pac-12 friends, and you can go with your SEC <laughs> friends. You can go there, and you guys can you guys can do whatever you do. But I I mean to me, if Texas and the Pac-12 would have worked out, I would have loved it. Like I, I just think that's the perfect fit. I think everybody would have flourished. I think that becomes one of the strongest conferences because yeah. of uh, because of the brands, uh, but it didn't work out. So now we're left with we don't know what's going to happen. And like that's the biggest thing, right? Is kind of almost it comes down to the brand power or or what makes you know because there's this thing where the the Pac-12 is never going to get in the mix or they're never going to be highly ranked because they just beat each other down. And part of that is probably true. But then let's say you do have USC or Oregon you know, run the table with everybody in the conference, then they, I can just see it be, okay, well, then who do they beat? Yeah, you beat Oregon State and whatever. I mean, Utah's solid. 
Um, Washington is solid. You know, if Oregon beats USC, USC beats Oregon, one or the other. I mean, there's some teams, but it's like nationally, does saying you beat Utah do anything for you? I mean, I don't know. But it, but if, no, but if you say, see, you know, you beat Texas or you beat yeah. Oklahoma, then you're like, yeah, you know, it's especially you because of the up. eyes that are on those teams. You know, you brought up the point earlier about eyeballs on the Pac-12, and I don't mm. think the problem is that people don't watch the games. I think the problem is there are three or four teams every year people watch, right? You're mm-hmm. going to watch USC. You're going to watch Oregon. You're going to watch Stanford. And then whoever's the hot team, right? You know, mm-hmm. so you don't watch, you know, you're not going to watch like, you know, when when USC was winning those national championships. I remember a couple of years after that, they were in the mix again for a big time New Year's Eve bowl. Mm-hmm. They go up to Oregon State and they get beat. Right. Yeah. No, no, you know, nobody. And, and it, Corvallis is not an easy place to play. Mm-hmm. And they go up, you know, you go up there in November. That's why all the Pac-12 schools, they want to go up and play in Corvallis in August and September. You want no after about October 15th, you want yeah. no part of Corvallis if you're a football team, because right. you never know right. what's going to happen there. So that that's the weakness that uh, the Pac-12 has. And it's funny because the the power of the markets kind of works against them. Because you go to a place like Oxford, Mississippi, or you go to a place like, uh, you know, you go to Mississippi State, they are the pro team in that region, you know. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, the Ducks are six and six or the Bruins are six and six, there's all these other things you can do in the in the area, you know, like Oregon. Right. You, can, from Port, you can go to Portland, you can go to Seattle from Eugene. It's, you know, that's where you're, you're focused on. So right. that's the interesting thing. Whereas, you know, if Ole Miss is having a down year, you're still waiting for those rivalry games. You know, yeah. uh, Tennessee, you know, Vanderbilt, the same deal. Right. So, I mean, not to make an excuse. And hey, the SEC, like you guys both said, they've done a great job with the brand. And ultimately, Raheel, you asked, why didn't the Pac-12 uh, move with Texas work as opposed to the SEC? Uh, open your wallet because that's yeah. what it is. It's right. I mean, you know, what does what Randy Moss say? Straight cash, homie. Straight I mean, cash. there's just so, so much money on the table, so much money on right, the table right. for these for these, yeah. for, you know, for Houston and for Oklahoma, even with that, you said an $80 million payout and they're still going to do it. Yeah. And the other thing, I, I wonder how much of the talk of the 12 team playoff played into all of this. Yeah. Right. Huge. Uh, huge. huge. Right. Like it had to. And, and that's the other reason why I don't think conferences need to panic either. Right. Because if you're the Pac-12, you're going to have a seat at the table. You're going to have multiple seats at the table, I think. Uh, same thing with the Big Ten, with the ACC. The ACC and the Pac-12 to me are the same in in the in terms of there's always going to be one good team at the top, right? That that when they're hot, everybody else is going to be like, what what do we do, right? Clemson's the hot team right now, similar to what USC right. was back with Matt Liner, Pete Carroll. They were the hot team, and everybody else was just there. Like the ACC is not a, a great conference. It's a great conference because of Clemson being as good as they are right now. Is North Carolina nice? Yeah. Is Miami, a good brand. Sure. Florida State. Yeah, that's fine. But they're not great teams. They're not the SEC. And I think the Pac-12 can strive for that if USC or UCLA become that team again, or maybe Oregon and Washington start dominating again, then maybe they can be that, right? And they have guaranteed seats at the table. Same thing with the Big 12. If you add a few other schools, even if it's a smaller school and it's not a big name brand, you you are grandfathered into this Power 5 relegation or uh, Power 5 designation so you're going to have seats at the table. Now, what happens in the playoffs will probably get blown out because the competition's different. But at least you have a seat there. And I don't think conferences have to panic if this 12-team team, 12-team playoff uh, passes. The Go ACC ahead. goes full court press 
on Notre Dame to join the conference full time. They say, hey, we only play eight games. You can still play Michigan every year. You can still play USC every year. You play your surface academy that leaves you with an odd game. So you join us and we'll work out the TV. We'll do what the Big 12 did with Texas. We'll work out the TV money however we need to work it out. And then to me, the 16th team, I would add, was University of Connecticut because they're not very good in football, but they're good in basketball and women's hoops, and they get to the New York market. If Notre Dame says no, then I just say, okay, we're going to go with West Virginia because West Virginia has that football background Mm -hmm. to to come in. Um, The Big Ten is easy. You add Kansas and you add Iowa State if the Big 12 implodes. You take those two teams, natural rivalry between Iowa and Iowa State. Kansas, obviously, not so great for football, but it adds, you know, the basketball possibilities are great. Rivalries with Michigan, rivalries with Indiana, a lot of stuff you can do there. Um, And as far as my beloved Pac-12, I think I kind of let the cat out of the hat earlier. So, Raheel, you've split me, man. I'm going (laughs) to add Houston. I'm going to get the Houston market in there. And I will go to one of the Dallas teams, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll extend TCU, you or TCU or SMU if they want to come in. And then I go get BYU and Boise and that's, that's my exactly. 16. Um, and then, you know what, if I can pick off after that's done, if I can pick off a couple of the remainders of the, of the big 12, then I do that. You know, the big 12 is, it's interesting. Do you, do you do the full court press and try to maybe initiate a merger with some of the teams out of the America, you know, there's some good brands in the AAC, right? I mean, yeah, which is Cincinnati and stuff. Cincinnati, you Memphis, think, right? Yeah. Like, Tulsa, Tulsa yeah, is a pretty good Tulsa. fit for the for the twelve. Houston, we already talked about Houston and SMU. I mean, mm-hmm. this is natural. So uh, let me ask this: This is probably an e- easier question. On August fifth, twenty twenty two, does the mm-hmm. pack does the Big Twelve still exist? Nah. Yeah. So. Next year, I, yeah. yeah. Next year they will. Ne- Next year, yes. Going forward, I don't know. 20, right. 2025, the right. contract ends. The TV contract ends. It's mm-hmm. done then. I think they, they ride out the contract. They try to just stay afloat. But after that, it's it's over. Goodbye, Big 12. Now, is, is, is it supposed to be Texas and Oklahoma out at the contract or yeah. before? Because I think people are saying, ideally, it's, they're, they're going to try and get out before if they can, right? They're going to try to get out before. But in that joint statement that they release, which was the Bloods and the Crips, by the way, <laughs> you guys don't understand how wild this is to me that we're teaming up with Oklahoma, okay, and we're we're joining forces, we're joining, uh, we're releasing joint statements, okay. This is how ridiculous this is. But they said they intend to honor that contract, uh, and then once that contract is over, that's when the move to the SEC happens in 2025. But I think that's the worst kept secret. I think they're all, I think everyone knows that they're going to try to buy out earlier and and start when they can. Well, right, because you start having, you know, you start having meetings and, and, and stuff yeah. like that between these ADs and stuff. And they're supposed to sit there and say, oh, yeah, we're all the way with you for a few more years without, without there being any sort of tension <laughs> like, in the room whatsoever. Like, like and like, how can you buy anything they say because that, you know, their long term interest isn't invested in, into that conference. Right. So they almost would have to leave. Yeah, it know, makes no sense. Next year. I mean, try it out. Like, you go to your wife, right? If I go to my wife right now and go, hey, in 2025, we're getting a divorce. How do you think that's right. going to go over? Like, we got yeah, the tension there. And yeah, and yeah for month, three right? years. Yeah. And you've, <laughs> had the years, affair, you've I mean, already had the affair, right? He's yeah. caught you in right. the affair. And you say, all right, honey, right. you know what? You're right. I'm a dog. Right. But 2025. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure this out in four years. Look, yeah. right. I'm still going right. to leave you at the end of the four years. Right. But we'll right. make it work for the four years and keep our yeah. best. No. And you, there's you just know. no way. It's just there's no just way. No this way. is 
it's really dirty right now how this all went down. So I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but I think they're going to leave early. And I think the Big 12 will naturally just die away when that contract ends. When it's all said and done as a Texas fan. And I know like I saw, you know, you put you on Instagram, you put up, you take your daughter to games and she dresses up like a Longhorn cheerleader and all that. What are you going to miss about the Big 12 experience? The the rivalries that I grew up watching. Right. There's no rivalry between Texas and Ole Miss. It's going to be fun. There's no rivalry between Texas and Tennessee, right? Texas, Alabama is going to be fun because they're, they're, that's going to be an incredible game, atmosphere. A&M, Texas is going to be a rivalry. That's going to be fun. But outside of that, it's just whatever. Like I, I, It doesn't excite me that Texas is playing Auburn. I don't care. To me, it's just not as exciting. Yeah. I'm sorry because I grew up watching something else. I, I know it means a little bit more when Texas and Texas Tech, even though they're not on the same level as Texas and Auburn, it means a little bit more for 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 that game for me to see the Longhorns beat the Raiders, right? The Red Raiders, because I know I can talk trash to people that I know around here. So I will miss those rivalries, and I will miss, uh, you know, just j- just knowing that you are the biggest brand in the conference because you're no longer the big dog. Okay, Alabama's the big dog, and there's several other big dogs waiting there to be the next big dog, right? And th- that's going to be the hard part for Texas. I'm not going to sit here and say Oklahoma and Texas are going right in and, and they're ready to be mediocre in the SEC. But, like, are you – honestly, where do you think they will be in, in those first couple years? Like, are you expecting them to be competitive right away? Or, or like, where do they land in the standings for you with that? It, it depends on what we just talked about. If they're leaving after this year, they're not going to be yeah. competitive. If they have a couple of years to retool and, and know and that this move is coming, exactly that 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 intention of we're going to be opening up the season in the SEC in 2024, then it's going to be a little different, right? And I think you've got a good hire in Sark, uh, spending time at Alabama, and of course with his time at USC, that you can start recruiting guys on a weekly basis. These are going to be tough matchups, right? In the Big 12, you had you had a couple of layups in there, and I think you still have a few layups in Vanderbilt, right? Like that that's a school that it's look, it's Vanderbilt, guys. Right. Not every <laughs> SEC team is really good. So there's going to be some layups as well. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, what's up? But it it's going to be hard every week. Like that schedule is brutal, right? You can go Alabama, Florida, Auburn, 3 out of 4 3 out of 4 weeks. That's you're going that's a lot of that's a lot of good football right there. So I think it's going to be an adjustment. And I think we've seen the the adjustment from Texas A&M. It took them 10 years to be somewhat competitive, and that's how long it took them to retool, to to recruit the right way. As you mentioned, man, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, uh, but I don't think they'll be good right away. No. Is Clemson still in the ACC or, or are they trying to get in on that <laughs> SEC? Like, you know, because that's the thing with me is like you know, you look at a Texas, Texas or an Oklahoma and they're kind of the big dog in their own yard. Right. And you kind of say that about Clemson right now, too. But. At what point does, is it maybe almost a bad thing that you're just the big dog in your own yard and you're not in that mix like a Texas and Oklahoma are moving into the SEC? That's a great point. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I've been working under the assumption that we're going to have four different conferences with that's four super conferences. Right. One is out. But there was that rumor that we could see the SEC just go, hey, NCAA, screw you. Yeah. Check yeah, this out. Yeah. We've got a super conference with, let's say, 24 teams, and and almost every team is awesome, right? And they, they're the big brand. What if they pull Michigan, Clemson, Ohio State, Florida State, 
And they go, let's just build this thing up and break away from the NCAA. We're not sharing money with anybody. This is all our profits now. And we put on football, right? Um, so it, it, Clemson wouldn't want to be left out of that, right? And, and, and so now and the thing that I heard, too, is like if the SEC just said, hey, forget you, NCAA, you know, and, and I heard I heard this on the radio, though, too. And they were just kind of throwing stuff out there, too, based on brands and whatnot. But, hey, taking USC and then therefore, you know, you're taking the L.A. market, you take UCLA, too, you know, just whether it's for the basketball or whatever. But, you know, you're almost pick, cherry picking the markets and stuff, too. So it's kind of yeah. like. And then, I, but it makes me wonder, it's like, is that a good thing for UCLA or a bad thing to be in that? I mean, it almost has to, because I feel like if, if therefore, if you're not in whatever, let's say, super mega SEC conference, then every other conference after that is, it just then becomes a new division too. Yeah. Your power right. five so. becomes a conference unto itself, basically yeah. the SEC and then, you know, somebody else, whoever it is, right? The Big Ten, the ACC, the they fill that other need, and now yeah. you just it's you know it becomes the NFL, right? You have the AFC and the <laughs> NFC. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what it, it and it becomes a feeder league for the NFL. It it, it truly becomes yeah, that's, that's... a semi-pro league, right? With NIL now, what what do you need the NCAA for? Seriously, what do you need them for to, to manage? The, I, yeah, like I think they know that too. I think the NCAA mm-hmm. knows that too. Maybe it's just football breaking away, right? And, and the NCAA still has a place in all of this, and the conferences. That we all grew up with, they still have a place in the other sports, including basketball, by the way, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think basketball is big enough to break away like football is. But what if it's just yeah. football breaks away and says, we're going independent here. We don't need the NCAA. We're not going by your guidelines. Here's our Super League. And we're like the NFL. We've got the logistics figured out. And we're still going to enroll in the NCAA you know, institution with all of our other sports, right? Because we still need the conferences there. We still need the guidance there. Still yeah. need the infrastructure there and all that. So maybe maybe that's the way it works out. I think I think that's a good point, too, though, like having it just be football, because a lot of times when they do talk about the conference realigning and everything, like that, I only ever think of, of of it from a football standpoint. Of course, you're not going to have a 64 team tournament or whatever for football. But when when it comes to basketball, everyone kind of does have a chance in, in a way with that big yeah. basketball tournament. Right. So it's kind of like you don't hear too many people say, well, we don't get a chance or, or you know, in, in basketball, but when it comes to football, then yeah, it's kind of like point. you get the same four teams every year and one, it's kind of annoying, but yeah, I, I think you do get to 12. Some people say a 16 team playoff or whatever the case may be, but who knows, man, maybe the NCAA just thought by, by opening that door and whoever, you know, started the, the, the conversation for the, the 12 team playoff, but it's kind of like, Maybe that was a band-aid that they thought now everyone has a chance again. And then this news kind of happens um, yeah. with with the conferences realigning kind of puts <laughs> puts the NCAA yeah. in, uh, in the in the in the thinking chair again. Yeah, that's a great point, Ebro. I didn't think about it that way. Sorry, yeah. I know I know we have to wrap, but why did they leak that 12 team? Because they were very forthcoming with that information. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're absolutely interested in this 12 team. Because they probably got wind they, of Texas and OU they, breaking to the probably, SEC. Yeah, that's a great point. Been, it could have been a bug in the ear, maybe, right? Or someone yeah. just kind of like slipping up or, or saying like, hey, maybe, what if? And then they're like, oh, what if? You know, so they're like, Let it, let's try and maybe push yeah, forward this narrative of, of a 12-team playoff to, to give everyone a chance and maybe no one moves around. But, you know, they're starting to move around. And, and you yeah. know, it's too late. five now. years from now, it's going to look different. 
well, we, the, all this proves to me is we need to do this again because there's so yeah. many questions that were left unanswered. Mm-hmm. Uh, James H. Williams, Raheel Ramzanali, thank you very much for joining us, talking about the SEC making the big move. And my man Raheel, his Longhorns now, they've given up some rivalries, but hopefully you'll <laughs> develop some new ones. And you got the Aggies now. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Aggies. Come on. <laughs> save James that one Williams. for uh, two or three yeah. years down the road yeah <laughs> covering you at ucla in the pac-12 with uh with great skill and you know I, I love seeing kind of your journey working your way up from that ie football beat hopefully it can happen to all of us i hey, we're you know just one day at a time we're just trying to make moves and make it happen gentlemen thank you again we'll talk to you soon